1: Hey, if you got here from Earwolf Presents, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Homophilia. We're happy to have you. I'm Matt McConkie. I'm Dave
2: Holmes. And uh, this is the show that asks all your favorite LGBT people what they're loving and who they're loving. Right. So deep. Yeah. We talk pop culture. We talk, what are you watching? What are you obsessed with these days? And then we get really personal. Too
1: personal, Mm -hmm. some might say. Yeah. We soften them up with some TV talk, uh-huh. and then we go right for the throat. Yeah, uh, we get really deep into relationships and identity, and and uh, you know just issues of of interest to LGBTQ people and to the world. Yes, and
2: we most importantly ask, "Who you fuck in?" That's right. Uh, we, not to toot our own horn, but let's toot Entertainment Weekly put us yeah. on their must list. I mean, you guys, what an honor. What an honor. So we've got a very special episode for you yeah. with our beloved friend, Elliot Glazer.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a writer on, uh, on Broad City, uh, uh, and many, many other things. He and does he's uh, a, a goddamn called- opera singer. He's a trained opera singer and he's hilarious and he's insightful. And we had a really good conversation and we, uh, we hope you enjoy it. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homophilia. baby, baby. Oh, we are off and running.
2: I can't believe it. This is a real show now, Matt. Well, as we were saying before, like, if we're all still standing, this will come out a couple weeks from now, but it's a, you know, this is
1: a real end of the world day, it's looking like. We might be talking to some super hip gay people and allies, or we might be talking to cockroaches and Tina Turner. I'm just very glad to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and this seems well fortified. Be- this it's, It feels like if something happens, if something goes down, we might be safe. Yeah, these
2: well, yellow panels around – these yellow linen panels uh-huh. around the
1: room look like they're really uh-huh. going to keep us safe. They keep sound out, so maybe yeah. they can keep radiation yeah. and, uh, and fire out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Look, nobody's – coming
2: to this show to get my hot takes on No. No, World News.
1: No, indeed, we are here to talk about uh, about popular culture and yeah. about life. What's going on with you? Um, yeah think things are good. Yeah? I want to I, I want to open with pop culture. Uh I have just begun watching uh What Would Diplo Do? Oh. On is this the one with the This is James the one with James Vanderbeek. Van who uh and I enjoy the show uh-huh. and I can't tell if I enjoy the show because James Vanderbeek is why I'm. I haven't seen a frame, and
2: I can tell you, it's definitely it's, because of the James Vanderbeek. There's
1: ch- a charm to it. Yeah. it's nice. It's funny. It's funny, and the and so it's scripted. It's he's scripted. Playing. He plays Diplo, who he looks a little bit like, and it's sort. It's like a knowing entourage. It's like uh, okay. uh you know what I mean? It's yeah. like an. It's like a. Um, it's in on the joke of itself. It's In on the joke of itself, right? right. And it, like that. and and the Diplo character is like sort of a little bit out of it, and he's surrounded by people who are trying to keep him on track uh-huh. and it's it's um it's not I'm not going to tell you it's the greatest show on television but I sure. really enjoy it and James Vanderbeek's shirt is off 30 seconds in wow and how's he looking fantastic wow fantastic great hair great forearms
2: that's, like he's the, just that's the together. feature you have fixated on the most because I is, definitely yeah. have heard you zero in on his forearms. Yeah, they're, they're exquisite. They really are. They really are. Get yourself an eyeful. And when you say he's the reason you're gay, yeah. does that mean you're
1: watching Dawson's Creek back no, in the day? And that's no. What, you know, back in that era, no. But now – he turned a corner a few years ago. I don't know exactly what it was. It might have oh, been I, the so, funnier die thing when he did when when they had Vanderbeek Week or something, or James Vander Week yeah, yeah, on Funnier okay. Die. Yeah. He did a, like a commercial a hybrid, for for Dilf khakis. And it was like uh, like oh, he sure. it was like a modeling shoot, and I was like, ooh, something awoke inside of me. Wow. Yeah. I will I will let me let me throw this, let, let me do this name-dropping for Please. you. Please. Right, like one of my first sort of exploratory visits to LA when I was like kind of starting to wonder whether uh-huh. I was gonna move out here. This is maybe 20, 2000, hmm uh, I came out here, and I this is my like this was my first L.A. experience, and and I and I just I kind of thought oh this is what my life here is going to be like. I was <laughs> in Terry Polo's garage. Wow. With uh, with the lead singer of Dogs Eye View, a guy named Peter Stewart, who was a good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, James Vanderbeek and Neil Patrick Harris. Whoa. And we did bong hits and played Trivial Pursuit.
2: Whoa.
1: And James Vanderbeek. Fucking mopped the floor with us, like it was not even close.
2: And this was before Dilf Week. So
1: at this, this point, before Dil- just yeah, like, no, oh, he did not register some- sexually for me at all. Wow. Neil Patrick Harris did a little bit, and I was, and he wasn't out yet. But I was, like, I was kind of wondering, like there was he had a quality yeah. where I was like, I wonder if you were like you got something, you don't have those forearms, not no. Well, but he, neither did James Vanderbeek at the time. I don't oh, think. Oh, okay, right. I don't think. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought, oh, this is this is what it, my life in L. A. is going to be like. This is maybe that was kind of that was in the pro column. And so, and it, it was never that cool again. It's not like that anymore. It's not as much like that anymore.
2: I feel like you it's, could get back into Terry Polo's garage I right could. now. If you wanted to. I could.
1: I think I'm in that neighborhood now. I don't remember exactly where I was, but I was for sure in Studio City. Yeah, I mean, 2001 feels like peak Terry Polo time. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're in the meet the
2: middle meet the parents meeting the parents, sure. and yeah. she is yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. How about you? What are, What are you watching? What are you listening I mean, to? What uh, are you something doing? Something slightly less new, I guess, is my new. <laughs> Obsession, which is, uh, are you familiar with a, a program called MOD? Uh, yeah, from <laughs> and then I, there's MOD. Uh, yeah, uh, just discovered that for the first time. Oh in my wow! Life. Didn't know that there is a, a you know a, a station that reruns all the like old Norman
1: Lear shows. Is that a MeTV or is that a logo?
2: I don't. No, no, no. It's a deeper cut. It's like one of those, I wish it's like the, like the applause network, Yeah, you know, something where it's like every commercial is, is, is made for like the, the, the dumbest like grandparents. And or oldest. Yeah. Like it's the most vulnerable citizens. God bless them. Yeah. It's all like insurance and where to freeze your head. A lot of like back brace (laughs) things. And then one thing for like, um, they're not veneers, but it's like a, it's just like imagine dentures, but that you can, you get them hot and then you just put them in and you have new teeth. And the, so the, the, hot it's, yeah, it's just your it's a commercial that is essentially like a rejected SNL sketch where uh-huh. you're, you would watch it and go like too broad. No. Nope, yeah. sorry, Like this doesn't. So each day you get new hot teeth. I think you have one set and uh-huh. you're just putting it in when you when the camera's coming out or when yeah, I don't know, I should probably get
1: some. Oh, wait. Maybe a they
2: could be a sponsor for the show.
1: Okay. First of all, you have great teeth. This Thank is the second you. time I've heard you complain about your own teeth. They're fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh wait, so it's not dentures. Oh no, no,
2: sorry. But I th- I think they work like dentures. I'm not quite sure how dentures work. Uh, well, okay. my point is it's a it's like having a veneer but you can take them in and out. I see. I um, see. And
1: and so, and it's like hot wax, hot plastic. You again, put it in boiling water and de- stick I'm it in your mouth order some. Okay. And I got to watch them to see if you up. notice that I have new teeth. Okay. And I'm you also going to break down how they work for you. You don't need new teeth. I also am watching a lot of old sitcoms. I'm living in the past because it is so sure. much more pleasant to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm watching a lot of me TV. So I'm seeing a lot of Vicky. La- There's a lot of Vicky Lawrence in my life. Oh, that's She's great. She's still doing the promos in character as Mama. Oof, that's same nice. dress, same wig, the whole bit. That's
2: so comforting.
1: Yeah, uh, it's her. It's uh, Marianne from uh, from Gilligan's Island. Wow. Uh, they are the two people who I think are living and camera ready. Yeah, can go in and do promos.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, you know, if it was on when I was little and I caught it then, yeah. I, I caught it. I stayed with it. I, I, I have those, you know, nostalgic attachments to it. But if it was on a little bit before I was born, I, I was just like, I don't know. I, I grew up with this arrogance of like, if it came before me, it doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't. Matter. So I, yeah. yeah. But now I'm like, oh yeah, no, that that was a very good show. Yeah, you got to study up. Um, and otherwise I don't have any new obsessions. I mean, I've, I've been listening to the, speaking of being stuck in the past, I've been listening to the Beverly Hills 90210 soundtrack a lot. Ooh, So some Brian McKnight. Yeah. Brian McKnight is on there. Are you, do you remember this soundtrack? Yeah, of course I do. You do? Yes. Okay. Because, uh, it has, you've got Shanice of, I love your smile on there, but the best song which has, which is officially like my song of the summer, is um, called "The Right Kind of Love" by Jeremy, Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan, of course. I can't believe you know this. Of course, I, I do. Mean, of
1: course, you do know it. Yes. But this also feels like it was before your MTV time. It was, but that doesn't mean I was not taking in yeah, everything around course, me, no, including of course, of course. Jeremy Jordan. Which is, is Jeremy um, Jordan? He in my head. Uh, it's him. It's uh, it's Joey Lawrence. It's Dino. There was a whole bunch yes. of people yeah. who like who were pop stars for a year and a half and then they went away. The party? Yeah, do you remember back. the party? Oh, go, yes. Yeah. Wow. Summer vacation.
2: Yeah. 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 This is accessing like an uncomfortable part of my brain. There's the a back. lot there's it's a lot of vests really? and no shirt. Yeah. Right? Right. That was I mean, and he has I mean, God bless him. We are we talked about Aaron Carter quite a bit on yes, we uh, on who charted the other yeah. day, but um Jeremy Jordan, I've been looking him up. Currently, Like
1: yeah. where he's at currently. And he's not in a great place currently. I
2: don't think I don't. he's in a – and I think <laughs> it's it can't be easy to have another famous Jeremy Jordan out yes. there in the world. Who's, who's killing it. Young, hot guy who's yeah. singing and dancing and acting and killing it. Top of his game. But guess what? I what? will take that Jeremy Jordan over
1: the new one any day. I'll be darned. Uh, let me tell you one of my favorite things to do, and this is something I discovered by accident. Mm-hmm. I was at uh, – there's a bar called the Foxfire Room. Okay. Uh, out in the valley. It's where uh, the, the shitty bar scenes are in Magnolia. Right? Oh, yes. It's like sad bar. Oh, where bar. William H. Macy goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, It's a very sad bar. Like, it's perfectly fine, like, on a weekend night. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it, like, I live in the valley, and so sometimes we need a place to meet and we'll go there. So one such time, this maybe five years ago, uh, I left my credit card there. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go back in the next day. And so I went in at, like, they open at 7 a.m. 365 days a year. So I went at, like... 10 or something in the morning and there were four people there and it was totally silent and like I think Fox News and ESPN were on the, were on the screens wow. and it was just – it was super grim um, yeah. and I think it was like a Sunday. So it was okay for me to like have a Bloody Mary before noon Yeah, because like I had nothing to do and I was like this is, this is interesting to yeah. me. Like who are these people? Why aren't they talking? And, uh, and then I thought – what if I put on I Love Your Smile by Shanice? Because oh, they had the internet God. jukebox. And so I did. And it was like, it truly made me happy how unhappy it made the other oh, four yeah. people. Because that is the happiest song that's ever been written. I love it. It's so It got good. me through dark times. And in it college. holds up. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it
2: does. She's still with us, I think. Oh, yeah, she's, she's totally. She's, she's around. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 and she's I don't doing mean better. Alive. Than I mean, she's she's
2: she's making music. She's ma- yeah, probably yeah,
1: yeah. sure. Yeah, she's on the Branson <laughs> circuit. Uh, so I would recommend all of our listeners go to the saddest bar you can find in the daytime. Yeah. Make sure they have the internet jukebox. Yeah, put on "I Love Your Smile" by Shanice. Watch what happens. Oh, what a dream! It's my advice to you. Homophilia advice for August, twenty seventeen. Oh
2: God! Um, all right. Well, we'll be right back with our guest. Let's do it. We are back with our guest. Uh, he's uh, a writer, uh, a singer, uh, yeah. a performer. An entertainer. Uh, you know him from, <laughs> from Broad City and uh, and his web series, which is called- It Gets um, Better-ish. It Gets Better-ish. Oh my
1: God, that makes me so happy. I love <laughs> that show. And also Haunted- Haunting Renditions. Haunting Renditions. Thank you. Um it's Elliot Glazer. Thank
3: hey, thanks you so for much having for being me here, okay. Elliot. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. Better it's, now that you're here. Well, I, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Well, I mean, where do you want to start? Do you
2: want to start Terry Polo? Do you want
3: to start a tattoo? <laughs> I want to start at Terry Polo. Of course. Okay. Do you watch the? Does anybody know the Fosters?
1: I've never seen <laughs> oh, the Fosters, and yeah. everybody raves about it. It's
3: so good. Yeah. It's so good. it's a, It's why? a drama on Freeform for children mm-hmm. about like two lesbians and like all their foster kids. Yeah. And Terry Polo is magnificent <laughs> truly magnificent like really yeah. magnificent yes you're l- like she plays a butch lesbian cop what? like nobody's business what's the hair like uh it for a while it was you know sh- sort of short and still feminine and then mm-hmm. at some point last season i guess she was like no or not she but maybe she i don't know yeah. was like no no, no i'm going f- i'm going all in and she oh, like yeah com- went full like you know early, like early Rosie on's rosy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> early outs rosy <laughs> uh and it's right it is it is um it, you know it's intense, yeah. But it's such a, it's such a good show, and it's so unapologetically um, inclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just such a it's just such a good show. And Terry Polo is a rock star on it. How wow. many seasons deep are we? How much catch up? Um, we there's do? probably like at this point, I would guess five seasons. Oh boy, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of teen drama. <laughs> uh-huh. I can take it, <laughs> but it's just yeah, it's just well done, and also like the. Just, just watching Terry Polo and and just her name, Terry yeah, Polo Terry is Polo. just so good. Terry yeah. Polo. Yeah. Well, what were you doing right in her garage?
1: Where, I know. Uh, her. Okay. I guess Peter, who was my friend, was a friend of her. Peter husband's. Page. Peter Stewart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think he was friends with her husband and that's how it happened. But it was like, a, it was one of those kind of Valley situations where they didn't use the garage as a garage. It, right. It was right. Like, you know, right. I don't think we were calling it a man cave yet, right. but essentially, uh-huh. you know, well, I heard, done
3: up with TVs and I heard somebody told me that she is crazy. Really? Crazy, crazy. Terry Polo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Bless, Bless her, her heart. Parties. Bless her heart. She yeah. does, She should be. She's, if that means she is, you know, killing it as Steph Adams Foster, then, uh-huh. Then be crazy, She's badass police woman. I love it. <laughs> it's so, so good. During the break, we addressed your B. Arthur tattoo. Yes, I have a tattoo of B. Arthur absolutely
1: on my arm. Beautiful. Yeah,
2: can I get another look at that? Yeah, uh, sure. I, I, peeking out from his from his T shirt, it says "Thank you for being a friend." Yes, then, and you, you see her face, a gorgeous, very photorealistic. a, a portraiture, yeah. I guess, like you could a say. stipple kind of like a Wall Street Journal kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, surrounded by a, what do you call the? I uh, forget. I know it's like a laurel? a laurel.
3: Um, yeah, is it a laurel? think it is there's an i think there's another word that i'm always i always forget okay
1: it's but anyway stunning thank it's you really how long have you had that
3: uh seven years i got it in 2010 wow yeah
1: wow. uh and you've d- you've done a,
3: a podcast about the golden girl so you're yeah you're, h allen scott is uh out on in. the one eye yeah he's a uh, you know i wasn't here i i we wanted to do it together but i wasn't um living in la at that point and carrie doherty is a huge, huge, huge fan. Yeah, and so I'm glad they've they've got it going and it's going strong. And uh, when I was on it, it was you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll fill in here and there, and sure. um, you know, I've, you're a part of it. You're, you're, <laughs> yes. Your yes, your fingerprints are on there. exactly, exactly. Right. Okay. And how could they not be? You of know, course. I mean, I just it's a uh, it's an encyclopedic thing at this point. I think yeah. for me, but for I think a lot of people too. You know, everyone. Oh, yeah. Although I don't know if you guys know um, Alaska from uh, Drag Race. Yeah, um, he is a. Uh, he is. The, he knows every line from the show verbatim, and wow. I mean, he doesn't miss a thing. He is a he is a he is a Golden Girls savant in real life. I mean, it is yeah. it is fascinating. He's he's he knows every last wow. minor detail about every line about every. It's every, he's incredible. And you're not at, you're
2: not at knowing every line
3: I, level. Oh, I'm pretty close. You can
2: quote like uh, an episode yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm a single I'm, thing I'm, that I'm like that with.
3: Um. Yeah. It's. I, I. I guess the show sort of just for me at least. Um. Just it is so much. Like there's oh, so I, much. Oh.
2: I mean. I love it. So. Yeah. But I. But I know that. I. I see the level of true fandom. Yeah. So I can't pretend to that. No. I, nor that should you. I, I mean. But it's,
3: I, Yeah. It's, it's. 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 You know. It's. It is the thing that I've always just responded to so deftly and like for so long and. You know, and people, it's, I mean, people always are like, oh, it's, it's, which golden girl are you? Or like, it's a gay thing. And like, I just never thought of it as that. I never thought of it as a gay thing, or I've just never thought of it that way. I just think it's the funniest TV show yeah. Yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah, well, it's beautifully she's written.
2: The best performer of all time. Yeah, which is wh- why Maude is like doing it for me now. And how yeah. do you feel about Maude, by the way? As
3: um, I'm I'm good with it. I you know I <laughs> like I'm it. not like it's not like a thing that I care that much about. Yeah. Um, I think it's you know fascinating for sure. And um, the abortion episode is obviously you know yeah. outrageously. Important. Yeah. But it's just it's not the Golden Girls. It's not the Golden Girls. No, the Golden Girls was different. I mean, at that point it was like the the chemistry was a very unique thing, and the just the conversations they were having were so unique. And as I've gotten older, I'm remembering stuff that I didn't remember before. But more but even more than that, getting references on the show that I couldn't yeah, when i was sure. younger and it just ha- and like you know it just kind of year after year after year it's like as i learn like american history i'm like oh that's who you know that's who that that person yeah. was or is and that's yeah. why the joke is funny you know yeah it, it it's it but so much of the humor is in the language like it's so it's just multifaceted that's why it's so funny there's humor in the language and the physicalities and the outrageous you know plots and the plots that aren't outrageous uh-huh. and what they wanted to take like Everything about it is is funny and interesting. You know, like one episode is Rose thinks she might have AIDS. Like that's insane. That's yeah, that's that's, that's wow, insane. That is, I can't yeah.
2: believe that happened. I forgot <laughs> she also has a heart the, attack, right? She has a heart attack in end. two
3: episodes. Jesus, and it's the like the show just goes off the. And I'm a fan of the later seasons. There's sort of like two camps, which is like the earlier seasons mm-hmm. and the later seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think fans of the earlier seasons think of that as more um, uh, quote unquote realistic, more like almost play style Mm -hmm. whereas I like the later seasons which were like when Mitch Hurwitz came in when things sort of went a little bit more improvisational or Mm -hmm. fantastical and like There was a slight breaking of the fourth wall, and I and I it's zany, and I prefer that. I prefer that. Right. There's always new observations too. Like yesterday, I was watching an episode, and it starts with B. Arthur taking a nap in the full like full daytime, like all the lights on. She's on the couch, her feet are over the couch. She doesn't fit on the couch. Her feet are like hanging over the side, and she's wearing like a full on like. Like high school principal outfit, and it's like, why are you taking a nap in the full daylight? <laughs> like, it's just, it's a, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's crazy in so many ways, and it just, it's just always good. It just always, 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 always holds up. Yeah. And how many shows can you say do that? Right. Really? Like, how how many television shows can hold up like that? Have you done a live performance of the Chicken Little musical? <laughs> no, <laughs> not myself. But okay. but even that. If you it's want like, to put that together, I'm I'd down. I'd love to. But okay. think about the yeah, thing about also how crazy that is. That. Mm-hmm. But even in that episode, they're like, we have to put on the play because first grade is when first grade is when kids take an interest in reading. It's like. Okay. What you have to put on the p- <laughs> three old ladies have to put on the play, and then Sophia somehow yeah. gets dragged in as the narrator. What? Yeah. yeah, there are no other people who can be it's involved. Crazy. in the play. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I, but I love every minute of mm-hmm. it, and and all the parts that they that they choose yes. just happen to correspond to their personality, completely perfectly. correspond to their personality. Yeah. But also think There's about like the, a whorish like, bird. It's insane. Turkey lurky, She's got the neck, and like mm-hmm. them also saying the, like imagine in the writers' room who got how'd they get there like Henny Penny. penny <laughs> the sky's is falling. <laughs> three bird, like how did they get there? How on earth? It's so interesting. Oh God, it's a, it's a bygone era. Oh, it really so that, is.
2: I, but I, having said that, which Golden Girl are you? I mean,
3: you. I just, you Dar- have, I mean, it has to, Dorothy. Oh, you know, yeah, it's just, but it's, you know, even if you're just like slightly acerbic, that makes you just that you're Dorothy oh, yeah, automatically. Right. Dorothy's yeah. the thinker.
2: Have you thought about which one you are, man? I think I'm probably a Rose who thinks she's a Dorothy. Yeah, <laughs> or be. aspires to be a Dorothy. Mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. Ah, Obviously, so Blanche. It's time <laughs> to talk about Elliot's love life. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Gently segue. I, that, that was a fantastic <laughs> a segue. I
1: think he's really taking to oh
2: the segment
3: my God. of the show. I love show. it. Yeah. I
1: think he's doing great.
2: Elliot, um, what's your current dating status?
3: Uh, I'm in a. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, I'm in a. I'm in a relationship of nine months.
2: Nine months. Yeah. Hey. Wow. That's a really special time. Yeah. You could have had a baby is,
3: by now. You've taken it to term, yeah.
2: and it's serious. but <laughs> yeah. it's Still, you're under a year. It's still
3: fresh. Yeah. You know, it's. Um. He's uh, a wonderful, wonderful gentleman, and we. Um. He works in film. He's a. He's like a marketing uh, executive, and oh, thank God he's one. He's just. He's just wonderful, and. Um, he's also really (laughs) tall and handsome Uh and I've never dated any, I just don't feel like I'm in that world of like tall, tall, handsome people. Yeah. So it's, that's very new where I'm like, Oh my God. Like I call him a, I call him a Viking. Uh He's, He's six feet, but I'm like, you're a Viking. You're like a... You're a Viking prince. And he's like, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> like, But i am just never – I thought I'm like in, t- in small world, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Does that make sense? Yes, it totally does. And are you guys <clears throat> living together? Getting close to no. living together? That's not on the table
3: No, yet. no, no. I mean, no. It's still new. And I think just from my own personal experience, the last time I moved in with a, a boyfriend was I think a little after a year. And that was in New York. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I wouldn't say it backfired on – me i just think about it now and i'm like we probably should have waited and also new york ruins it right it does <laughs> because, because do not so have any space as as it it to, stakes you know, are high you don't it have makes space makes it inevitable inevitable
1: you yes ha- i mean especially now you have to move in exactly all of the young people that i work with are like are in relationships and they move in almost immediately because you're here,
3: here to, in la
1: no 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 in new york in new york yes uh, gee, yeah, and and like even still they're out in greenpoint or whatever but mm-hmm. it's just there's
3: no other way to absolutely live and it's and it's It's kind of bananas that the city's space or lack thereof really does inform so many people's romantic lives because it is true. It's inevitable and it just saves you so much money. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, for me personally, it wasn't bad. I just think back now and think, I'd much rather wait, and I'm enjoying, you know, I'm relatively n- still new to L.A., and I just love having my own space, and he has a beautiful yeah. place, so we're, we're very lucky. Extra space. Oh, extra space. Time. It's crazy. Yeah. My, my dog just had his bladder stones removed. He had oh. bladder stones, which is uh, a bummer, but he's he's doing fine, but he's still leaking here and there, uh-huh. and so it's nice to not be in a – small studio and having that happen like and i feel of space to leak I, he yeah. has plenty of space to 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 ruin things to so it's stones. fine
2: oh <laughs> how did how did you guys
3: meet uh scruff actually okay yeah oh, done yeah but and very was um, it a was the first meeting a it was a very clean on the up it was very um we just started talking and uh and he had a, a Hillary shirt on, and I was, you know, right, very much into it. Uh-huh. And, and this uh, pre-election, this pre-election, mm-hmm. of there was course. hope in the air. Yes, there was hope in the air. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan of Broad City, so he didn't believe that it was me, which I thought was incredibly funny. So um, he recognized you right away, but thought it was
2: like a fake picture.
3: I guess so, and I, wow. t- which is flattering to think that somebody would run with my picture, but nevertheless, you know, we started talking, and I was like. He's got he, – this is like brains. He's got like brains. And and then we met up for a drink and I like walked into the bar and the wind was knocked out of me because, again, it's like this man is like six feet tall, Peruvian, really smart, handsome, voracious oh, reader. Yeah. I'm like oh. – oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. He's he's a dream he, and my he's wonderful. Have well you done. met families? We just did that in New York actually. How did it go? It went great. My, um, my parents are um, – uh, Very, I guess, Jewish for lack of a better term. Uh-huh. Very involved, and they want to be involved. And so, um, yeah, my mom nine was,
2: months must have been a long time for them. They must. Oh
3: yes, yeah. so my mom was ta- talking about. You know, his name is Fernando. She's telling, uh, she's telling people that she knows a Peruvian that the, you know, like yeah. she's paying attention. How's Fernando? I'm like, she's talking about him, and I'm like, you haven't met him yet. Like, how how can you talk <laughs> about a person you haven't even met yet? <laughs> but they just really hit it off, really? you know. And I met his parents; and they were also lovely. And um, where are they? Well they uh split their time between oh. uh <laughs> mm. between Miami, New York, and Lima. Oh,
1: Jesus Fernando. Christ, yeah.
3: Elliot. Well <laughs> done. Wow.
2: And so before Fernando,
3: how long were you single? Um I think it was f- uh, four year four years. Uh huh. Uh, yes, four and, years,
2: so, and that was that last relationship—the one where you moved in. Exactly, Scott.
3: yeah, in New York, and that was, uh, yeah, we were together I think for about three years. Oh, um, it yeah. ended badly. Oh, oh, it ended so badly. Really? I think I Horrible. maybe heard
2: you talk about this on Rana and Beverly. Is this oh, the same maybe relationship? I did. What's that? Is this the same relationship? Probably. We're about yeah, probably. A, yeah,
3: it was just like the relationship was, you know, good. I, I or so I thought, and then. Mm-hmm. It was just he. It was he ended it so unceremoniously, out of literally out of no, like truly out of absolutely nowhere, and it was it was just horrifying. It was a horrifying way to treat another. Do it, if
2: I may ask you a
3: triggering Um, question. It was like, wake up, hey, I'm leaving. Oh, (laughs) it was insane.
1: It was insane to the point that my to the
3: to the point that my friends and family were like, is he? Mental, yeah. or, and or is he like? Does he have like a secret life or something? And it's like, no, he just didn't have the capacity to communicate his feelings in a other, in any other way than literally cutting the cutting the cord, just wow. cutting the cord, cl- closing the door, and le- like it was it was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And oh, was that God. it? Did that you, that was it. Did you ever
2: have closure?
3: No, no, no. Did you ever see him again? Once. Well, we met up like oh, like I, m- I insisted that we meet up weeks later to just talk, and that was still just like a painful, you know. There was nothing there, no closure, yeah. and he has never apologized, explained anything. I mean, truly, it was like it was like it was. It, it sounds like a like a tale like a tale from the crypt or something. But it's yeah. so crazy. I just needed to have a sip of water because I just, know I that, had that to roll back on the up. table. It yeah. was nuts. He it was, was the, it was the up. craziest. Uh, was this guy Catholic? No, he was a uh, uh, half Jewish, uh-huh. but um, very WASPy in his okay. emotional. Wh- where in the country was he from? Texas. I, I have some theories.
1: Okay, well you've blown apart my theories. Wow. Yeah, because
3: I was like, oh, Texas. You know, I, I was very much like taken with that the Southern drawl and sure. his Southern friends mm-hmm. and the Southern charm and there's a politeness there that comes from I think from that Southern. Um, yeah from being raised in the south uh-huh. however i think that to you know to its detriment sometimes that southern charm is used to disguise the ability to actually communicate yeah. mm-hmm. and so people might be more polite rather than actually you know say or feel something that's necessary and express it Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's a real darkness there. I mean, it's, yeah. and, 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 and to be fair, I
2: don't trust people from the South, It's frankly.
3: It's tough. I mean, now I, it's tough. And yeah. I still remember, you know, we were coming back from uh, visiting my parents on Long Island. We we're taking the train back into the city. And he said the cruelest thing <laughs> you could imagine, which was, you know, it's really unattractive how you interact with your parents
1: oh it's really unattractive it's really
3: unattractive how you interact with your parents and of course i immediately felt terrible about myself but in retrospect i now realize that it's like oh you couldn't you he was uncomfortable with the fact that my family is so you know for better or worse so like fucking loud jewy new york that we Mm -hmm. nothing gets kept you Uh know nothing gets kept inside and so so you know we're very emotive and you know, nothing gets left unsaid. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there was an element of me reverting to, I don't know, some level of immaturity or I don't even know. But but ultimately, it's I, it's nothing that I apologize for or feel right. bad about. And so at the time, it was just it actually ha- like sort of hardened and iced iced up my my, my yeah. heart yeah. because yeah. I thought, oh, now I, I have to sort of I have to sort of follow his lead and be more of a quote unquote adult no, by sort of. By, by, you know, oh, no. shutting off my feelings. Whoa. Nope.
1: Piece of nope. shit. What a piece yeah. of shit. So
2: it, wasn't, it, you, it was uh, sudden, this breakup, but it, then you are going back and reviewing the files and yeah. seeing some red flags like that.
3: It's not oh, – yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say red – yeah. I don't know. I mean one th- – Some clues. There's some clues right. and I remember, you know, telling people afterwards or realizing after enough time that – once we moved in together he <laughs> this is like why didn't i realize this the, i don't know why this i didn't realize this at the time but he was he like lectured me because i said i love you too much <laughs> oh my god oh fuck this guy. and also i didn't but like Take it easy, dude. Yeah, like, oh.
1: yeah. No, you together. know what?
3: He did you. He did you a service. You oh. are now
1: with Fernando. I'm in a much better place. Thank most God. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, you saw. You saw red flags. It was like yeah. Rachel on the on the Bachelorette. She saw. She saw red flags <laughs> with Peter all the way back in Geneva.
3: <laughs> did you watch or no? I cannot. I don't understand the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Really? I, I don't understand it, and I've asked people who are fans, people who are ironic fans. Uh-huh. I don't under. I cannot understand that. And like as gay guys, I'd imagine you might understand this, but like that vacuum of heteronormativity where Mm -hmm. it's like there's this house, like a random house, Uh and this lady or this guy go to this house and all these people show up, and so by default – they want to marry that person. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I honestly do not understand it. it. Doesn't make any sense. I've tried to get Michelle insane. Collins to explain it to me, yeah. and I, I still can't understand it. it. It,
1: yeah, it just hits a half ironic, half real kind of place. Where but it's do it's just, they want to so get? Silly. They go
3: there when they when somebody says you're here for the wrong reasons. Does yeah. that does, is that code for something? That
1: means you're there to get famous to like work the former Bachelor contestant circuit and yep. make your so you know, 5000 dollars for a personal appearance.
3: Okay, so then that in and of itself sell your catchphrase. But isn't that in and of itself crazy enough to push viewers to not to not buy the show if no 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 because
1: the the other thing is the the half that is there for what are quote unquote the right reasons eventually I believe, get mesmerized into the show's process. Wow. So it's like, you know, at the beginning when people say, like, I'm really falling in love with Danielle or whatever, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, shut the fuck up. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. But you might be. It might be the kind of thing where it's just like a sensory deprivation tank kind of a situation where you're just like, there's nothing from the outside. They take your phone. There's nothing to talk about but yeah. this this guy or this girl.
2: And they're all kind
1: of gorgeous, They're all basic kind of idiots, gorgeous. They're but, all like, half drunk all the time. <laughs> And uh, what doesn't make sense to me, and you, you got into this in Rock Bottom, is, like, to make it a gay show, why would you just copy that format? Absolutely. Because there's a house full of vetted, like, cast sure. – Cast – like – Cast directed people, mm-hmm. and they're all just gonna fall in love with the one guy who's dull as shit, and not have sex with each other. Very confusing, or get mad at each other for having sex with each other. What the fuck else would you do in a house full of single, attractive gay yeah. guys? I, I, You're gonna like hit the ground fucking.
3: What show is that called? <laughs> uh, Founding Prince Charming. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't stomach to watch any of it, ironically I, or not. It yeah, I tough. couldn't. I couldn't
1: either. I, it was. It was rough. Uh, Matt McConkie did a whole show about it.
3: Oh, no. Uh, a
2: miniseries. Uh, four episodes was all I could squeeze out of that yeah. in terms of making fun of it. It was
1: bleak. Did yeah. you watch you, you missed nothing. Fire Island? No. I saw a little bit of it. Did you?
3: I saw a smidge and was infuriated. Yeah. It I was, was done. It was difficult to watch. Really, really painful and like such a disservice to gay guys. Yeah. Such a huge – people – I don't know. You guys pro- probably understand this, but I think so many people who are not even like – persons of note (laughs) Uh Mm -hmm. do the like gay guys do the worst the most offensive shit when they don't even realize it. Yeah. They don't even realize what they're doing and it's so offensive and Fire Island is just a a slightly bigger version of that, but I don't think anybody even watched it. No. Nobody cares about it. No, it was unbelievable. It was, uh, it was you know, a bunch of guys in a house in
1: Fire Island. It was their summer share or whatever. And uh, and they all had the exact same body, uh-huh. except one of them had like hair in his chest and that was his whole story. That, <laughs> that was, that was Literally, up. there were like eight
3: episodes and that was his entire story. Well, that was the thing that that, that guy was like, whatever I saw of it he was like I feel a little self-conscious but they never explained why they never tried to speak to that story yeah. no <sighs> like he was having like some body yeah, issues. yeah.
1: and also they, they never I mean not that you need for this to be like a psychological deep dive into like the gay experience or whatever but fucking try I mean so like if the other something. six guys have the exact same body isn't it worth exploring why maybe and like, yeah. what, like why are they so terrified not to have those shoulders and abs mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there's something Pathological it's, going on. It's yeah. so strange. It
3: is maybe, really so. Maybe odd. It. still
2: have it. But let's yeah. also talk about yeah. Sure. What else is going yeah. on?
3: Why? Why is that so important? It's so. Yeah. De- it was so depressing to me. And truly, yeah, was it was so depressing. Have you been to Fire Island in real life? Yeah. So me, my ex, and I were part of. So my my ex was like, um, I don't know where it's the right way to say this um A sociopath <laughs> no 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 i was A gonna say murderer. no no, no. Yeah. maybe i mean anything's possible but i but was somebody who was trying to in some sense fit into the gay uh, chelsea manhattan world that i just never was but he and his friends maybe because they were all were not from new york or because they just are sort of fall into that rubric of of what many gay guys are uh-huh. um they tried to check off all the boxes Mm -hmm. of like the things that we do, the places we go, we do this, we act like we have more money than we do. We Mm -hmm. try to buy expensive brands. We read these magazines. And so going to fire Island was like one of the things on that list. And so we had a share for, I think two summers and I, (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm from long Island. So it's like, it's like, it's just so funny to think about how, Long Island is literally just like a car wash and Dunkin' Donuts and a bagel store and another car wash, Dunkin' Donuts, a gynecology office, you know, a a breast cancer center, Donuts, Donuts, Dunkin'. It's crazy, and then to think that everyone's thinking about like how it's just basically a bridge to this gay fantasia is so funny to me. But yeah, we we were you know we were in a share and it was so not my thing, and I tried to I tried to get into it, but it ended up just being me and my dog. Like Uh me, I was, I would bring books. Yeah, it was fun. But everybody in the house was like raging all the time. And some people, I'll never forget. There was one weekend where this guy came out and I, I'm telling you, and I'm not, it sounds like I'm exaggerating. It sounds like a joke. He did not stop dancing from the moment he got <laughs> to the house to the moment that he left when there was no music on. I'm uh-huh. like, what are you dancing to? Um, I took meth. Meth. I'm like, yeah. what are you dancing to? Yeah. I'd had, I had. took video. I sent it to my friends. I'm like, what is this guy <laughs> dancing to? <laughs> Why are you dancing? Yeah. And then yeah. He, he he lives here now, and I and he's one of these is gay guys dancing? where I'm like, he's well, I don't know what's happening. He he's one of those dudes who like. Made his body. It's like he made his body into an extreme. Meaning, he went from being like I don't know, like slender and lean or normal or whatever, to like a um uh a so- He's like a a a, a a a a marshmallow man, like a muscular, like yeah. stay like, puff, where you feel like the skin is about to pop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. you're going. If I like, if I stuck a pin, on- I mean, he'd explode. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what. Are you? How well, did you get there? Yeah, what and, is that? Yeah, that
1: th- and that is something that a show like Fire Island exactly. could potentially explore. Yeah. Again, not that it needs to be some sort of like PBS it, right.
3: nature documentary. But what is this? But
1: yeah, what the? What's fuck happening is, what's here? What's going on? And
3: also, do you like? So, do you guys who all have the same body? Do you see? Like, what do you see? Like, when you are attracted to somebody, it's inevitably somebody who looks like you. Yes. So you're just
2: jerking off, essentially. Exactly
3: in the mirror. But like, what? But do you have a? Do you care about like, like what are the features that interest you? If not, you know this this basically like nordic body right yeah. what what what, what do, you do freckles or facial hair or yeah no what? it's just to me it's just the uniform it's it the, the uniform. uniform that you go and you buy
1: and if like if your lapel pin is wrong then it's like sorry, sorry. you can't you can't play you don't
3: have the right uniform you can't you it's, can't it's play. really it's astounding it's an it, astounding yeah. thing and, and uh it's depressing and, and it's nobody
2: explores it. that you know Jerking off in front of a mirror, but I think right. it's also half about what, how how the two of you look together.
3: Sure, sure. Oh, that yeah, is, I, I mean, you're just tapping into people. nothing. I don't think anything, nothing rattles me more than the gay dudes who look exactly the same and they market their relationship. Oh, or maybe okay. they don't look exactly nope. the same, nope. but they nope. market their relationship. That bl- and then gay blogs yeah. pick it up and run with it, and I'm yeah. ho- I'm horrified. I I was. <laughs> i've been like um doing like a personal training session with this dude from my gym who i really like uh-huh. and he's straight and he's wonderful and there was a um a guy at it's a crossfit gym you know and, yeah. and there was a a guy taking one of the classes who's like a gay instagram model or whatever uh-huh. and i was like rolling my eyes and my trainer was like what's what are you th- what's wrong and i'm like oh that guy he's just the worst And he's like what do you mean he's like really nice and i was like yeah, yeah. To you, he's really nice. To me, he's like the uh, the poster child of like the deepest level of narcissism, so much so that like everything he does on his social media is meant to be hypersexualized or he'll pretend that it's not supposed to be hypersexualized yeah, when yeah, clearly yeah. it's supposed to be hypersexualized, thereby – Basically, you know, perpetuating a horrible stereotype that continues to just you know erode at every gay guy's brain makeup Thank day you. after day after day. Thank you. And my personal trainer, the guy, he was like, Oh, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're uh yeah. Yeah, I guess this nice grew. doesn't yeah, nice doesn't just yeah. take somebody and I was yeah. and he, he was, wasn't just rude to you at the counter. Yeah. Exactly. Like and yeah. he wasn't and he wasn't rude to me at all. He's he's apparently a very nice guy. Is and, it Steve Grant? Who? Steve Graham. Oh, the, the country singer. No. The country singer who's constantly in bikini briefs,
1: being like, "You guys, st- stop! I, li- I'm an artist, and I need you to stop looking <laughs> at my body." Literally, every like yeah, his yeah, yeah. entire campaign is just him. He's
3: the naked cowboy, basically. There's one dude on Instagram who I, I was laughing the other day because I went through a deep a deep dive and unfollowed every gay guy on Instagram who depressed me uh-huh, whose Instagram cool. like made me feel bad. And I, and I thought I got through all of them and there's one guy showed up and it was him. <laughs> it's him like on a, on like rocks at the beach, like nude with his butt out. And he did a series of these pictures with his butt out. And then in the comments, somebody was like, like, you know, as, as, as he would expect, you know, like, wow. Or like, like that ass yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he said to that person, calm down. This is art. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Calm down
3: this is art. You posted three pictures in a row of your uh, ass in the outdoors and we're supposed to know that this is for artistic. Also yeah. are you an artist? Also are you a model? Like what? Yeah. Also is yeah. your dick on a rock? I see like, You're, your you dick op- is ow, on a rock. Yeah. What is it? I, I I don't know. He am to calm down. He's he is, yeah. fucking he needs to calm, calm down. down. And
1: but you know what? We are fighting. We're fighting that. We're fighting the power trying. with this podcast. That that's is what right. we're doing.
3: We're breaking through to a new level of consciousness and awareness. Yeah. I'm trying. My, my, I one of my best friends when he heard you on Run and Beverly texted me because I hadn't listened to it yet. And he said, he's one of us. Oh, I know that about wow. you. I know that about you already. Good, good. I'm that's the glad glad greatest that
1: compliment that I One of need. us. Wow. Yep. And Thank listeners, you. if you made it this far, you are some of us also. Thank you for listening. And what Elliot
2: Glazer! Elliot Glazer, thank you so much for having for being me. Guest. Thank you. I could talk about everybody. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <he laughs> yeah. Also, Please. he he
1: is a gorgeous specimen. <laughs> that is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> true. No, is absolutely no, true. No. And there is a, re- a recent shirtless picture. I'm just oh, going to bust. This is oh. insane.
3: I I I I I didn't. Th- I was like, oh, I guess this is interesting. Oh, I'll wow. post a, a picture with my, my boyfriend, and yeah. we were at a at a pool, and I never thought I just. I thought maybe this would be. It's crazy, Elliot. It's
1: okay. You're allowed to do that. It's you're just not, weird. I was yeah. just, just like, "What is
3: Mabel, your, What?" Turns my out, my just one of those gays,
1: Elliot. I was like, "That's <laughs> what I was afraid of." My dad
3: even emailed me, and he's like, "How'd you get those abs?" I was like,
1: "Jesus, listen, Dad, you're, what is you're, happening?" You're, you're, you're doing the box jumps. You're doing the. Uh, you're doing the rope climbs. Bo- is that a box jump? Thing? No, I don't know. But you're but you're in the cross. You're I'm in the twinks. box. You're doing the work, like you. Just throw like like the fuck off. I'm just Showing trying. Off. Yeah, do it. Ain't nobody judging you. Elliot Glazer, you'll be back.
3: Oh, I'd love thank to. You, Elliot. Thanks for having oh, me. Thank you for being here. Let's talk Terry Polo for more. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Another cut the hour. mics and talk Terry Polo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's well, nourishing. Yeah, Glazer.
2: Nourishing to the
1: spirit. What a treasure. He's amazing. And what a voice. Wow. If, you, uh, if he's coming to your town with haunting renditions, don't miss. Well, yeah, I
2: cannot wait to see one of those live. I either.
1: Uh, by the way, we want to give you advice. I mean, obviously, we're qualified to give it. Clearly, we're at the top of our game. Yeah, it's our respective games. yeah uh, If you have, if you have issues, if you have love issues, if you have sex issues, if you have commitment issues, mm-hmm. if you have coming out issues, yeah, if you have any kind of issues, really, yeah. style issues, yeah, uh, automotive issues. Don't come with automotive issues. You I mean, or you. do, but don't expect an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get an entertaining answer. You won't get a helpful one. Uh, we have a number.
2: It is 424-248-8978. Uh-huh, that number one more time. 424-248-8978. you got that number. We will tweet it out, at homophiliapod.com. Um, on Twitter, we should thank Chris Bannon, uh, Colin and Anderson, Dana Wickens. Wickens, everybody at the Earwolf, Earwolf uh, Ben Wise for the music, and uh, uh, I got to thank Deanna Chang and Casey Wilson and uh, Daniel Schneider, and uh, thank you Dave Holmes. Oh, man. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Until next time.
2: This is Jess McKenna. And I'm Zach Reno. And we're the host of a new podcast right here at Earwolf called Off, Off Book, Book, the, the improvised, improvised musical podcast. podcast. It's a podcast, but it's also an improvised musical where we get a guest and we talk to them and then Scott Passerel starts playing and then we black out for a second. And when we come to, we've created a brand new musical.
0: Yeah. People are saying it's better than the Beatles.
2: You can say that too. If you listen uh, to our first episode with Paul F. Tompkins or our second episode with Mary Holland, we got some great guests lined up. So, guys, rate, review, and you gotta subscribe on that Apple Podcast, baby, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd like it so much, just so much. <laughs>